This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the Fifth Sunday of Easter A reading from the Acts of the Apostles After Paul and Barnabas had proclaimed the good news to that city and made a considerable number of disciples, they returned to Lystra and Iconium and to Antioch. They strengthened the spirits of the disciples and exhorted them to persevere in the faith, saying, It is necessary for us to undergo many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. They appointed elders for them in each church and, with prayer and fasting, commended them to the Lord in whom they had put their faith. Then they traveled through Pisidia and reached Pamphylia. After proclaiming the word at Perga, they went down to Attalia. From there they sailed to Antioch where they had been commended to the grace of God for the work they had now accomplished. And when they arrived, they called the church together and reported what God had done with them and how he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm, I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. The Lord is good to all and compassionate toward all his works. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. Let all your works give you thanks, O Lord, and let your faithful ones bless you. Let them discourse of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. Let them make known your might to the children of Adam and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is a kingdom for all ages, and your dominion endures through all generations. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. A reading from the book of Revelations. Then I, John, saw a new heaven and a new earth. The former heaven and the former earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. I also saw the holy city, a new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, God's dwelling is with the human race. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will always be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there shall be no more death or mourning, wailing or pain, for the old order has passed away. The one who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. 
When Judas had left them, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and God will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little while longer. I give you a new commandment. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you also should love one another. This is how all will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ has risen. Alleluia. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Again, we are Easter season, aren't we? Fifth Sunday of Easter. Fifth Sunday of Easter. And and, uh, for folks who have their calendars readily available, this is a wonderful week of saint days. So we're not going to hit any of those this week, but do look at your calendar. It'd be wonderful to ask for their intercession this week and also learn a little bit more about them. It's so neat to sometimes when you read the Magnificat and you read about this saint you've never heard yeah, of, I'm like, like, wow, this is fascinating. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah and these saints <laughs> kind of struggled less like I am. So yeah. um, talk about struggling. Boy, we see uh, Paul and Barnabas, boy, they've had their own struggles here. You know, this is, we're going to pick up here in Acts 14. Uh, they were on their way back from kind of ending up their first missionary journey They were heading back to Lystra. I mean, they were almost killed in Lystra by stoning when they were first there. And yet they're back there again, proclaiming the word of God. This is, this is, uh, boy, they had to have some determination, didn't they? And and beauty and really an adherence to the word of God to proclaim it so boldly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah, if you find that, if you back all the way up to Acts 14, uh, chapter, not too far, just a few verses earlier than this one, actually, uh, verse 19, then that's where you're going to find that account of that traumatic event in which Paul, Paul was nearly killed. Uh, while they were in the city of Lystra, Paul and Barnabas confronted a crowd of people who were preparing for a sacrificial ritual to pagan gods, and they stopped them. And a band of Jewish spies who'd come down from Antioch, they had followed Paul and Barnabas to see what they were doing and they witnessed all this and they decided to capitalize on this to use this as an opportunity to provoke an attack against Paul and Barnabas but the bizarre part about all this is that the Jews should have been supporting Paul for speaking up against pagan worship but sadly their hatred of Paul was greater than their love for God and the Jews were successful in provoking the pagans to attack Paul and they stoned him until they believed he was dead and they were you know they, they knew a lot about death and dying yes, and stoning yes. back then and, and they didn't want to give up that power did yes. they it was that power control it's it nothing got, new is yeah it? <laughs> so miraculously though paul recovered and that was a miracle and he continued though his missionary journey and like you say what's he do he goes back to the same city that they almost killed him and um yeah so that's where we pick up today paul and barnabas they returned to lystra to encourage the newly established church and to remind them that as christian disciples they will undergo many hardships. There is a lot of confusion in the church today on hot topics like artificial birth control, abortion, and same-sex relationships. And we're bombarded with erroneous theories that directly contradict natural law and God's law. Many prominent leaders in today's society, and sadly, even some within the church, are just like those conniving Jews working diligently to promote a wicked agenda by stomping out and silencing, or they call it canceling now, the modern day Pauls and Barnabases who are courageously defending the faith. And as for us, 
we need to decide. Will we stand back silently while evil forces continue to ravage society with deceitful and wicked agendas? Or are we willing to be courageous and faithful disciples, even if it means that we'll be mocked and ridiculed and maybe worse? Yeah, you're exactly right. I guess I'm, I want to really pick up on two words that you said, that, that, that decision that we need to make. We need to decide to support the faithful and courageous priests and bishops and all religious to defend the faith because we really rely on them to be our good shepherds, much like we talked about last week. And, and the second word I picked up on was hardships. And this comes from um, the Catechism, and this is paragraph 2847. It says here, The Holy Spirit makes us discern between trials, which are necessary for growth in the inner man, and temptation, which leads us to sin and death. So this, this hardships, they're talking about those trials. And know that God will use those trials for us to become closer to him, to be able to support, like you're saying, the priests and our bishops, to be able to give the church today a voice that is so important to bring that truth to the world. And I'm going to read, it's a bit of a lengthy quote in terms of the importance of the church remaining faithful to God and to bring the scriptures and the gospel to our community. This is actually written by Pope Pius XII way back in 1949. Listen to this. Again, it's a little bit of a long quote, but I think it rings true so much today. Do you want a church that remains silent when she should speak? That diminishes the law of God when she is called to proclaim it loudly? Wanting to accommodate it to the will of man? Do you want a church that departs from the unshakable foundations upon which Christ founded her, taking the easy way of adapting herself to the opinion of the day? A church that is prey to current trends. A church that does not condemn the suppression of conscience and does not stand up for the just liberty of the people. A church that locks herself up within the four walls of her temple in unseemingly circumference, forgetting the divine mission received from Christ? powerful words. This is the church that we need wow, to, yeah. to have today yeah. because of all of the discord that we see in our world today. Yeah. This is the church that's going to bring back sanity back to our society and how important it is for us to support that. Well, let's go ahead and move to the second reading. Again, we see, a, you know, after we talk about hardships, much like last week, the second reading is full of hope. We see here a new heaven and a new earth. And the catechism says this in paragraph 2015. The way to Jerusalem is the way to perfection, and there is no holiness without renunciation and spiritual battle. But we know that we will be triumphant, and what a beautiful reading this is today. Oh man, it sure is. John describes his vision of a new heaven and a new earth. The transformation he describes was manifested in the new covenant. John describes the holy city, a new Jerusalem, coming down from heaven. He's talking about the Eucharist, the eternal sacrifice of the mass, heaven on earth. The Eucharistic celebration transcends time and space. During the consecration of bread and wine, heaven and earth collide, and the whole church, the church militant, and the church triumphant, and the church suffering, is united in worship of Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar, in this life, most of us will never fully understand the privilege we've been given as adopted children of God, the privilege to take place, to take part in the holy sacrifice of the mass and receive the body and blood of Christ, you know, that privilege to experience a glimpse of heaven on earth. 
Yeah, and much like all things within Revelation, I believe there's so many ways and so many fulfillments of this, a, a past, a present, a future fulfillment of these things. If you think about that in this three, those three contexts, uh, past, of course, we see the destruction of Jerusalem, the fulfillment of the old covenant, the beginning of the new. We see in the present fulfillment that new Jerusalem. You talk about mass, the church, and the Eucharist. And then, of course, the future when it talks about the, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven. It's that coming down to earth and not up to heaven. What a beautiful threefold fulfillment you can really pull from this reading here mm-hmm. and how how complex and layered and nuanced that scripture is and yeah. how you, we'll never finish mining it, will we? No, we won't. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's finish with a few comments in the gospel here. This comes out of John chapter 13. And I wanted to focus on, you know, after Judas had left the 12, Jesus said, Jesus said, now is the son of man glorified. How unusual it is in this worldly view to think about his crucifixion as his glory, right? That That's contradictory to the world. But yet, when we look at it through the lens of Christ, through the lens of our church, this is ultimately the path to his glory. The path to our salvation is through that crucifixion, that passion, death, and ultimately his resurrection, which brings us that glorification. How beautiful it is to think again through the church's eyes and not the worldly eyes. Yeah. And then yeah. finally, the new commandment, love one another. I mean, anyone can call themselves a Christian, but it is only tr- to truly be a Christian, one must act out of love and keep the commandments. And that's the, the last line in that gospel is that this is how you will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And he gave us that commandment to love one another, but he took it one step further. He said, love one another as I have loved you. Today's world embraces a perverted understanding about authentic love. A big part of loving as Jesus loves requires that we always speak and act in truth, even when it's not popular, because that's what Jesus did. Jesus never waffled when addressing sin. He didn't minimize the devastating effects of sin, but rather he maximized the dignity of the sinner. For instance, with the woman caught in adultery, after forgiving her, he didn't say, go, or he told her, go and sin no more. But he didn't tell her, oh, it's no big deal. Just, you know, just, just brush it off. He said, go and sin no more. He was communicating to her that she was better than her sin and that she was free to walk away from it. And she didn't have to allow her sin to define who she was. And this is the beautiful truth about love. We often hear that God is love. And so he is. And God's middle name is mercy. It is in the light of this truth that we can be assured that we do not have to allow our sins to define who we are, but rather we can immerse ourselves in the love and mercy of God. Amen. Alleluia. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through matradayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.